Okay, hello. Welcome to 3AM Girls. It is 12.45 a.m. on Monday, February 5th, 2024. I am your 3AM Girl, Alice. I'm also joined with a guest here. Hey, it's Missy, also known by my real name is Mavis. I'm really excited to be here with Alice. Well, yeah, you're in my house. I know, it's crazy. I mean, to be fair, I've had you in my house, yes. and so it did just seem fair to return the offer. But oh my gosh, it's a beautiful place. Thank you. It's 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 my chaotic wonderland. I don't know. Um, we just watched the movie Carol. Oh my god, we did Carol. I have not seen the movie Carol um, since 2022 when I was making the best idea of all time. Um, it was the first time I watched it since then. And I have not watched Carol ever because uh, I originally was going to wait and see if I got invited to do it on the podcast before that wasn't a thing. So yeah, yeah, that now... podcast kind of exploded and we're yeah. not friends anymore. But um, nonetheless, what did you think of Carol? I liked it. I really thought it was really beautiful and very well and lovingly shot. Mm-hmm. Like, there, it's interesting because not, like, there's a lot of moments where there isn't stuff being said, mm -hmm. and they are, they, I should say, Todd Haynes, the director, is communicating really well with a lot of what isn't being said, mm -hmm. just with the characters they're feeling. So I really liked how every moment was clearly thoughtfully and artfully done. Mm -hmm. um, as we kind of talked about, I really enjoyed being the behind the scenes for the different location filming. Oh yeah, I basically and... spent the entire movie telling you about everywhere that got everywhere that was filmed because uh, we went on that trip where we went to all the filming locations. Yes, and stuff. but 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 it really helped set a perfect turn of the century. Uh, well, this isn't really turn of the century. This no. is this is mid century. It's mid century. It's but 1950s. It, but all of the turn of the century architecture yeah. that was still around that gives mm -hmm. the feeling that um, as Cincinnati was the place that was that was that's supposed to be New York, but it felt like that era still, like because of it, and, yeah. and because they were able to film with so many different buildings that mm -hmm. the facades and, and interiors just felt like they could be from that era. Yeah, there was the one shot where um, um, Abby picks up Carol after the lunch where they're wearing the, the ketchup and mustard headscarves, mm -hmm. and you thought that was actually in New York, because it looks like they're driving on the West Side Highway, basically. Yes, that was the one time where I'm like, okay, so this had to be a New York shot, because this feels mm -hmm. like this couldn't have been done there. It's like, nope, that's Cincinnati. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> yep, yep. It really did. It, I didn't realize how much it was a, a good stand-in, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I... I love a good period piece. Mm -hmm. I like queer art. I enjoy anything that isn't just like revolving around a heterosexual couple and their drama. Mm -hmm. So this was really nice and interesting just to see a story about two women falling for each other. Mm-hmm. As well as you could tell that there were people who were queer who worked on this because it felt like everything spoke to that. Like it wasn't there. There wasn't anything that felt real mm -hmm. male 
fugazi about any of it. Oh, yeah. So I, I forgot to mention, um, the screenplay was, uh, the book was adapted into a screenplay by Phyllis Nagy, who is a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an older lesbian. She was friends with Patricia Highsmith. Oh, um, she was she was very young when Patricia Highsmith was 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 close to the end of her life, but Patricia Highsmith basically gave her the blessing to turn it into a screenplay. She worked on it for twenty years, but trying to get it made, um, and then eventually, Kate uh, Blanchett's production company came on board, and then eventually they got Todd Haynes on board. Um, a lot of people have noted that even though it is a book about, or um, a, you know a movie about like queer women, that it is a male director. But I personally think that Todd Haynes is maybe the only male director I would trust to, to, to make a thoughtful movie like this. Yeah. I wonder if that was more a case of... Un- unfortunately, fortunately, like just because he had the clout to get it done and it was less about the specific... I mean, like, I'm sure it was for him about too, but it was just kind of the, the going all in of, like, of... of wanting to be able to get it done on the level and the budget yes that they want to be able to do it for yeah and they and like todd todd is like he he is part of the new queer cinema movement he's made Mm -hmm. some really really influential queer movies um but yeah they couldn't get funding like for 20 years because no one wanted to fund a movie like no one wants to fund a movie about women let alone two women and where the the men are basically all evil yeah oh yeah no and it's and it's like how hard is it for a story it's like how hard is it for a story about like two men falling in love but we get those how much more commonly than we do about two women yeah like and and, and that's and that's starting to change like last year we had we had bottoms which was Mm -hmm. which was pretty big um we're starting to see more um queer women subplots um we have drive away dolls which is opening uh this month which is the one Cohen brother um, lesbian um, thriller. Oh. There's another one starring um, Kristen Stewart um, as a as a as a that's a lesbian sexual sexual thriller erotic yes. thriller. Um, yeah, so it's starting to change very slowly, but uh, this movie is still considered pretty groundbreaking. Um, what did you think of Kate Blanchett? Is Kate Blanchett mommy? Kate Blanchett is very mommy. Uh, I mean, I like Kate Blanchett. I, of course, um, would let Tar berate me anytime yes. that she wanted. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed her in this. Mm-hmm. She gives some really great, like, subtle facial changes mm-hmm. about communicating what she wants and when she doesn't get what she wants. Yep. There was a scene that you pointed out and you know it's true it's talked about there's a moment where there's some physical contact between Oh yeah. Um, let yeah. me let, let me set it up. It's the McKinley Hotel. It's the one it's the oneer that goes while they're listening to um 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 Easy Living. They're listening to the record and then they're then um she's putting makeup on Therese and they're they're exchanging perfume mm-hmm. and she she kind of says like here um sniff the perfume on my neck and Therese does and then she looks she looks at her like she's going to get a kiss and Therese looks away um so then she immediately pivots to making a joke yep and this is like oh no kiss for Kate yeah but yeah like you could just see every one of those thoughts go through her head mm-hmm. Um, the moments where, like, different characters would enter and the shift in Kate's persona. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I should say Kate as Carol. Yeah. Carol's persona yeah. and 
her looks and just her energy. Uh-huh. Like, it's just really well done. Yeah, so that's something we talked about a lot on the on the other podcast I did, where the last the last scene when um the the scene that that happens the second time where they're having where they're, they're meeting in the hotel lobby. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene, Carol is on the back foot and Therese has all the power. Yes, she's like she's like. Would do you want a cigarette? Therese says no. Do you um, um, I've got this big, I got this great big apartment. Do you want to come live with me? Um, and uh, Therese says no. So Therese has all the power. Then immediately, as soon as Jack interrupts them, mm-hmm. Therese gets frightened, and Carol seizes the power and is in the power position the rest of the conversation. Oh, that is true. Because because Jack's yeah. like Jack's like, oh, are you coming? She's like, I, I couldn't be asked. You know, like yeah. So um. It's it's it, it's 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 so interesting because it's like a, it's a reversal of their two roles, where Carol is being vulnerable, but as soon as a man shows up, Carol has to immediately put on the brave yeah. exterior that she that she uses to shield herself from you know the patriarchy and whatever. Mm-hmm. No, it was so much. It was so funny. There were a couple times when a man just entered the room, uh-huh. and Carol's just like, "Well, I'm tired of being here," kind of thing. And I'm like, "Oh wow, yeah. she really doesn't want to be around any of them." Yeah. Also, also <laughs> in the scene where the, um, the the scene where they meet Tommy Tucker for breakfast, um, Therese is chatting him up. Therese, they're they're being real friendly. Mm-hmm. Carol's in like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, and has no time for him. Yep. Literally, it's just that sound, and they're planning their day together. And he's just sitting there and... I've got notions. I've got... I've got a sewing kit. And she's just like, okay, so when we go to Chicago, we're going to go do that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I also get to point out our favorite background extra, which is the guy who looks like Sigmund Freud blowing a little kiss. Yes! Oh my God, yes! Oh, I loved him. Just looking at Carol and being like, ooh, hello! Um, (laughs) It's so subtle. Oh my Aww. god! There were a lot of great extras in this. Just yeah. people that yeah. were at the party and I, things like that. I pointed out bitchy glasses manager. Yes. Yes. Um, Bella snapping Bat. her fingers, fantastic. Um, there was she wasn't a wasn't a background character, but I do love the uh, thirty seven seconds that Carrie Brownstein has. Ah, yes. Uh, in the movie, I um, timed it. I think it's ninety seconds. Oh, okay. I did time it once. Um. Yeah, I was, uh, even without the the prompting earlier of who's the most out of place person yeah. within this cast, she popped on and I was instantly just like, what are you doing here? Yeah. I mean, so the the first time I watched this, I did think it is smart that the they're, I don't think they intended to do this, but like they're kind of signaling to the audience who is queer by mm-hmm. having actual queer women, Sarah Paulson and Carrie Brownstein, play those characters. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's like a meta casting. Oh yeah, Sarah Paulson as the as Abby as Abby the the lesbian who knows everything. Yes, <laughs> the head of the Lesbian Intelligence Network of New York. Yes, um, I really enjoyed her. Yeah, in this, I would not be scared if Abby was in a chair in a hotel when I woke up in the corner smoking in the corner. silently yep, in the dark. Like, if like Alex got like you know I woke uh-huh. up Alex wasn't there and and then uh, yeah yeah she just was. imagine just imagine Alex is not there and I'm sitting in the corner smoking a cigarette in, <laughs> in the dark I'm like oh hello yeah um we we uh, we we were plotting we were gonna write a spec script for young Carol which would be Carol and Abby together oh my god it would show that it would show them as. Like, cause, cause she says, I've known Carol since I was 10 years old. So it would show yeah. them as little girls. Yeah. And then it would show them as, um, then it would show them as, you know, the, the scene that she describes where five years ago they, they end up hooking up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, we love love Abby. Abby Abby's Abby's the best. I was shocked that was only five years ago that they yeah. talked about that. It seems like there would have been much later, but yeah. Um, no, I I really I really enjoyed this. I kind of want to take another watch at it at some point just to yeah. catch the subtleties. Yeah. Probably without um, me yapping constantly. No, no, no. You're <laughs> actually, I, that only helped enhance the experience a lot. Yeah. Um, cause, cause part of it is, is that there are a lot of moments where it's quiet. And it's no very subtle. Like no one's saying anything. Yeah. It just sort of is shots, right. you know. And like, so. and like some of the symbolism I didn't like, I didn't recognize and, and we didn't recognize until like our 10th viewing literally. Mm-hmm. Um, Alice also owns quite a bit of Carol-related merch. Oh, you you haven't you have not seen the full extent. I I, guess, I will bring out the suitcase with the Carol collection corner. And and I should say this is not a like as if you were expecting official Carol merch to be actually out there. That's not what this is. These are recreations and or same items that are featured yes. in the movie carol although i do actually have one screen used prop oh i have a purse it, it, i you can't see it in the movie we looked but i think it was meant to be used by one of the extras in the the party scene where where there's the jazz band okay um it's like a gold it's like a gold clutch purse it is it is authentically screen screen um, screen used. It was it, there was an, there was an auction in Cincinnati after like like a few years after the movie was mm-hmm. filmed where they um where they auctioned off a bunch of stuff from like bunch of props from the movie and this is one that I then later found on eBay. Oh, nice. So yeah, um, yeah, I I yeah, I really liked it. I can see, I could actually see watching this. Multiple times. I will not say every week for a year. Yeah, yeah. So, so but... we called that podcast the best idea of all time, and we didn't make it a year. We only made, we only we only made it thirty eight out of fifty two times. Uh, but I could see this definitely being an easy multiple rewatch. Yeah, and like um, a lot of people, like it's a, it is now a, a a lesbian tradition to watch this every year at Christmas, the Christmas Carol. Oh, the Christmas Carol! Oh, but also because the movie takes place at Christmas. Yes, and, yes. Oh, uh, you could also, you could also alternatively, yes, watch it on April seventeenth. Yes, Therese Day. Yes, yes. That is the other option that you could do. Uh, this was good. I I've been wondering when I should rewatch it again because I hadn't I haven't watched it since we stopped doing that podcast and that was like over like a year and a half ago now basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was good. I'm really glad. I'm really glad I got to show it to you while you're here and we can talk about it. Yeah, same. I, I, I actually, I'm not sure. I, I still would have liked it, but I don't think I would have liked it as much had I not had the experience of watching it with someone who, like, really likes it and has details where they could add to it and stuff. I like to think, and this might be my hubris, that I am, outside of maybe, like, Todd Haynes, Christine Vachon, Kate Blanchett, who, who worked on the movie, mm-hmm. I am the world's foremost Carol expert. I wouldn't be surprised me. Uh, there is a lot of subtlety that you were able to bring out mm-hmm. based on, especially just watching the people who aren't the main characters. That's yes. something that yeah. was interesting too. Yeah, because when you watch a movie that many times, like you watch the performances, and I really like, I liked Rooney Mara in this movie, but I really fell in love with her performance watching this so many mm-hmm. times. But even then, that kind of got stale after like twenty viewings, and so you start watching the background characters yeah. and. Seeing all, all the all the names like the Bell of Chicago Ham and the 
Frankenberg's employee manual. And... Yeah, and you just notice the colors that they're using, oh, the yes. patterns on things. Yes. Yeah, a lot of different stuff. Yeah, the, when, when, I, when I realized that the, that the color she's painting her apartment is the same blue as Carol's sweater, it blew my fucking mind. <laughs> that's, that's when you've watched this just enough times. Yeah. You're like, I'm really, truly getting every bit of layer and metaphor and detail yeah. out of this. Also, also, if Blank Check ever does Todd Haynes, they wouldn't have me on the show because I'm not famous, but, you know, write in campaign to get me on the Carol episode. Oh my god. We'll have to get you to leave a voicemail and then be like, this is the foremost Carol expert. That's... This, is the, this is the burger report. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw Carol and, oh fuck, what's the, what's Rudy Mata's character's name? Therese. Therese. I saw Carol and Therese eating and they were having the biggest burger and by that, I mean smooching. They were, they were having the biggest burger. By that, I mean cream spinach over poached yeah. eggs. <laughs> which is For made, lunch. Which was made awfully fast. but as With a point, martini. Which, as you pointed out, it is just cream spinach. And poached eggs. Yeah, so it is like, it's not that hard to make. Yeah. But they made that almost as fast as Jake Lacey had that hat on. Yep. <laughs> Dip into a room, come back out, I got my hat. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's that's a good line reading. Um, yes. I can't help you with that is a very good line reading. Um, God damn it! And how do you know my wife? How do you know my wife? That was so funny. How do you know my wife? Yeah. I have, but with the reason that line reading made me laugh is that I'm pretty sure I've been at a party and like run up stuff and be like, and how do you know Alex? Like stuff like that. I've had to say that before, being like, "I'm sorry, I don't know the context of why I'm please, talking to you." Please, from now on, if you ever have to say that, say, "How do you know my wife?" How do you know my wife? Hmm. I will definitely. That's. Gosh. Kyle Chandler, popping up in all these movies that I'm watching now. Yeah, yeah, he was in Wolf of Wall Street as the he's, as the FBI agent. He's going. Is he become the new Mark Duplass? Popping up and everything. Oh, God. I mean, I, I don't hate him. I don't know. Um, it was kind of nice seeing him. And then and Jake Lacey, we, who plays um, Richard, the boyfriend. Yes. Um, he is in Being the Ricardos. Yes, he was. Which we watched. Um, have there been any... Were there any other... Were there any other crossovers with movies we've watched for our other podcasts? I don't think so. Well, yeah. you have Sarah Paulson. Yeah. From Studio Six. Oh, of course, yes. Harry yes, of Hayes. course. That's yes. kind of a big yes. lump. 100%. But in terms of movies, I don't think so. Yeah, because I don't think we've, we've seen any more Rooney Mara movies. No. No, nor any Kate Blanchett. No, no, it. Social Network. Social Network. Rooney Mara's... Oh, she's in the beginning, yeah. She's yeah. in the top scene, yeah. As, yeah. As the... That was her breakout. As the ex-girlfriend? Well, well the girlfriend who becomes the ex-girlfriend, yes. yes. Of, uh, yes. of uh, Mark Zuckerberg, yes. yeah. People aren't gonna like you because you're in because you're a nerd and it's because you're an asshole. Yes. Um, yeah, this is this is and also she's famously married to the Joker. Oh my god. She had the baby. she had the Joker's baby. She had the Joker's baby. Which I now have, thanks to Alice and her generosity, read my tone of voice. I have my <laughs> own copy of Joker on Blu-ray. Excuse me? It's a 4K Ultra HD yes, Blu-ray? Yes, that's right. Excuse <laughs> me. It is a 4K Ultra Blu-ray. You're goddamn right it is. I know exactly where I'm putting that when I get home. Um, it was, there, was a two, there was a buy two, get one free sale, and I needed a third movie. 
And this is what she chose to punish me with. Yeah. Um, how, how does your second appearance on 3AM Girls feel? You're in the illustrious two-timers club. This is wild. It feels good to be a part of it. I, it's, I like this whole recording when we're in one each other's domiciles uh, thing here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I usually yeah. record this laying in bed when I'm trying to fall asleep, so. I mean, that's absolutely fair. I was going to say. And, uh, well, I, it feels fine, and I feel like this is acceptable because it is 3 a.m., Right for you, now where yes. I am at, yeah. So I have been up and I'm like at a 3 a.m. girl, yeah, time frame, which yep. is similar to when we did the last one, too. Last one we did at like 2 40, yeah, because it, it, it did cross over to 3 a.m. during the podcast. I remember, yeah. um, I appreciate it. It's but, honestly a small club to be in, but 3 a.m. is also a state of mind, and also it's my podcast, I can do whatever the fuck I want, obviously. Yes, it is, and that's where my state of mind is very 3 a.m. right now, cause... yes. We have watched this. We have watched my cousin Vinny. Yeah, I have flown all day and had great food. And it's gonna be nice. To we see. have a very busy week ahead of us. Yes, we do. A hundred year storm. Yeah, it's it's a biblical flood. Um, take the ark down La Cienega. I, I'd rather go down Coenga, to be honest. Okay. okay. Um, all right. Good night, Missy. Good night, Alice.